episode, we'll talk all about how to build and maintain healthier habits and how to do more than just survive in the workplace. We want to help you thrive. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show! What's up, Tamarino Amigui? Hi, hello everyone. How are you, Ana Sheila? ¿Qué pasa contigo? I'm good. I'm just getting ready to head back to Mexico City and just ready to be home again. I'm missing my um, adopted animals. Your farm in Mexico City. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I became a stepmom because Kim, my girlfriend, came with a dog and a cat. And then we adopted a cat that we rescued off the street. The All-American family. (laughs) Really. (laughs) It's been exhausting. It's been such a beautiful trip, but I'm I'm ready to be home again. Well, it's been nice to have you here in Los Angeles. And this is a fun time to have you here physically right now. So you all don't know but we're in the same room and we got to treasure these moments because next is going to be back back on the Zoom. <laughs> back on the Zoom. What's uh, well, up with you? I had a fantastic weekend. I went to Paso Robles, which is gorgeous. I feel so fortunate to live in, in beautiful California. Fortunate that this time last year there was fires um, in Paso Robles. So this time there wasn't. So being able to see blue skies and just appreciate nature and feeling super grateful and getting a lot of calma from that. Yeah, it was like your a calma weekend, basically. A calma weekend of carrying on the calmas. What do we have today, Ana Sheila? Yeah, well, speaking of calma and staying grounded... As y'all probably know, something that's really important to us at Tamarindo is, you know, we want our listeners to be advocates for their communities. And it's really integral to take care of yourself and protect your well-being in order to do that, right? We can't have the type of impact we have if we can't take care of ourselves first. Exactamente. That's what Tamarindo is all about. So along with that, today we are going to talk about how to basically get those healthy habits that we all need to get in the habit of doing so that we could take better care of ourselves. Yeah. So, but before that, we are going to first talk to Denise Collazo, the author of Thriving in the Fight, a survival manual for Latinas on the front lines of change. Denise is a nationally recognized social justice leader with roots in community organizing. And we'll get right into our conversation with her after this short break. Hi, Denise. So good to see you here on Tamarindo. So good to be with you, Brenda. Thank you for the invite. Yes. You know, we're so excited to talk to you. You know, you've written the literal manual to help women thrive, not just survive as as they take on the important work of system change. What do you see women of color have the hardest time with when it comes to moving from just surviving to thriving in these very demanding roles? Yeah. So a lot of times what I find is that We as Latinas, as women of color, we get the job done. We get what needs to be done, done. We have immense responsibilities, both at work and at home. And regardless of whether we are given the resources, the recognition, or the room for reflection that we need to get the job done, we get it done. And as a result, we often take that out of our own selves. We take That work gets done, but at a cost, at a cost to our physical health, our mental health, 
our relationships, our ability to sleep. <laughs> and what I find is that oftentimes, especially in the movement for social change, those of us who are fighting on the front lines to make life better for our families, whether it's in your kids' schools, I know you all are out there doing that every day, you're the room mom or you're a nurse working on the front lines of COVID, or you're an activist that's fighting for better uh, things for all of us, what we end up doing is we win. We often win in the fight, but we're not thriving. And I think what happens is when we're not thriving, we're just kind of hanging on by our fingernails or our fingertips. But when we're thriving, we are so creative, so brilliant, so badass, resilient, incredible. Yet oftentimes we don't create the kind of space that we need for ourselves to just take a breath, take a beat, and not just focus on everybody else's needs, which is our default. As Latinas, we've been taught that, right? We know that, Brenda, I know you know that. Um, but we have to take care of ourselves in order to show up as that amazing, brilliant, creative, most badass version of Denise or Brenda or, uh, or any one of us. Yeah, no, definitely. And we want everybody to thrive in this way, because like you said, there's a, we got to unlock that badassness, right? Um, and what have you seen actually make a, a real meaningful difference for women and maybe for yourself, maybe an example from your own life on how you can step into healthier and more sustainable leadership by building in those habits that help protect who we are, um, you know, help protect our own mental health and well-being? One of the things that I found so amazing, Brenda, as I've talk to women from all around the country, all around the globe about this book is I try to paint a bit of a picture for people in the book of how we as Latinas sometimes show up in public spaces. And so I'll describe the meeting that is multiracial where you can find all of the Latinas sitting as close as possible to the back of the room, often together. When there's a break, we go running for the <laughs> bathroom or the hallway to take an important phone call. We're staring into our computer screens. When I've pointed out that behavior, things like that, then people will say to me, oh my God, you got me, Denise, you got me. That's what I do. I don't love that. I don't love the receptions I have to go to. I don't love the public events. I'd rather be home with my kids. And so what I try to do is point out the behaviors and help people see like, we all do that. We all wrestle with that uncomfortableness. And what I'm inviting people to do is to show up in the same way that we show up when we're at a family gathering, when you show up and you're so clear about your purpose, your power and your place. Oftentimes we as Latinas and women of color more broadly when you show up in a place that you know was not made for you, you often show up as a smaller version of yourself. And that's partly because you're uncomfortable or you don't feel like you're, you're not an owner. So there's a lot of, you know, tips and habits that people are taking on. Another thing I had at some point, I had to make a decision in my life. I think part of writing the book was, was a way of manifesting this. I got to a certain point in my life where I realized that what had gotten me to this point was not going to necessarily 
need to come with me on the road ahead. So sometimes you realize there's things about yourself that got you where you are, but don't aren't necessarily the best tools to take you where you want to go. For example, my dad grew up in the South Bronx. He was one of six kids. He was the youngest. So he always fought. And he taught me really young, Denise, if a girl ever calls you out to fight at school, don't wait till after school, just punch her in the nose right then. Just get it done right then because later she's going to have her cousins, her sister, her friends outside after school. So I was always taught to fight and act strong and, you know, be the, be, be tough. I realized though, 20, 25 years into my career, nobody was asking themselves if Denise was strong. I don't need that anymore. I don't need that part of myself, that sort of constant fight. And so I've really embraced like, what does it mean for me to be the most loving, most full, most caring, most empathetic version of me? And I just, I'm much happier. I think other people are experiencing me in a much different way. So I think I try to draw stories for myself, help people see the ways I've fallen down and then paint pictures for women and, and our allies, right, allies along the gender spectrum, so they can see themselves and their own, our own behavior sometimes when we're trying to have a great impact, yet we're doing things that detract from our impact. It sounds like it's been an evolution for you to kind of shed that hard work immediately, always working, always on mentality. And I think a lot of our listeners might be struggling to to shed that as well as the way that you have. And of course, the this book is a great manual for folks to explore that further. But can you give us a, a specific example of maybe how you were able to incorporate a, a change, a new habit that allowed you to shed the cover, the armor that we always wear as Latinas, as as women of color in the fight to just be on and be working all the time. Can you give us an example of how you were able to move away from that? Yeah. And I'm still in progress. If we got my, my family over here, they might have a different thing to say, but I definitely, (laughs) we're all a work in progress. An example is I right now in my work life, I try not to take any appointments before 11. That way I have time in the morning to get up, uh, you know, do my exercise, be with my family. Um, the other day I got a really, really big invitation, big, big invitation. And they asked if I would do regular Monday mornings at 9am. And I said, no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> that is not going to work uh, for me because I was the first woman, the first woman of color in my organization to be a community organizer and raise a family. I always kept Fridays as an unscheduled day. And early on, what I used to do was I would do four long days. Now I have made the change for myself and also in our organization to have four days, we call it family work integration, four days where you execute your job, you do your meetings, you do your phone calls, you do your emails, all conferences, whatever it is that you need to do Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, we it's a paid work day where we uh, have nothing on our schedule. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do anything. But for me, what it means is sometimes that is the time I use to fight with my insurance company about whatever it might be. Or it might be where I catch up on my emails. or And so just the idea of having one day where you don't have 50 things on your schedule where you can catch up, you can read, you can think. That's an example of, of, a, of, a, 
I uh, went through a very difficult time about five or six years ago in my work. And ever since then, uh, a good friend of mine, you know, advised me and I, I do a massage every month. It's part of my practice. I need it. <laughs> I have learned the kinds of people that I need to be around in order to thrive. I've learned things like I need encouragement. Ooh, it, it's almost like I want to whisper it. Like I need encouragement. But why would I be ashamed to say that I need encouragement? Because doesn't everybody? Like that's an example where I say, okay, I am a leader in my movement and I need encouragement. So um, I don't need to be like, you know, people don't need to throw accolades all over me, but knowing that I need that is a new way for me. And it's a way of being more vulnerable and helping people see uh, that, you know, we're all wrestling with the same things. The other day, some, somebody asked me to speak about being a confident woman. And I was like, I, mija, eso es acting confidently. Because half the time, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all nervous. Everybody in the room who's presenting or whatever is wrestling with being nervous. It's just some people are able to work through that without um, allowing it to take over. And that only comes through practice. So those are some of the ways that I, you know, have made changes in my life. I've tried to be more authentically me, more open, more willing to say, oh my God, I fail all the time. Don't we? If we don't fail all the time, then we're not having an impact in the world. Right. We're not growing and learning. Well, this has been fantastic, Denise. And I, and I want to encourage everybody to please pick up Denise's book. Where can people find the people book? People can buy the book anywhere you buy books. You can go to my website, uh, denisecoyasso.com. Um, we are encouraging people not to use Amazon if possible. Yeah, go support yeah, an indie workplace. Exactly. Yeah, go support an indie book mm-hmm. bookstore. And you can find that at denisecoyasso.com. Okay, f- fabulous. And we're, we will also share in our show notes how to get to that website. Thank you so much, Denise, for sharing with, with us just a, a little bit of a preview. And folks can get more by reading the book of how we can all kind of be a work in progress so that we can thrive, do more than just survive, but thrive. Excellent. Thank you so much, Brenda. Love your platform. Keep it up. Keep up the amazing work. to have Denise Collazo on the show. You all should definitely pick up the book. And also we will link on the show notes an article that I got to write on Hip Latina all about Denise Collazo. So she's a friend of the pod and it's so wonderful to finally make that conversation happen and for all of you to get to meet her. And if you're like me, you're probably one of these types of people that really struggles to build healthy habits. I know that I've done all kinds of things. Like for example, I've been told that I need to put anti-wrinkle creams for the past 15 years. And no matter what product I buy, what I can't do is get in the habit of putting the damn thing on. So like, no matter what it is, I can't build the habits to put it on. So I'm sure some of you can relate and have a hard time building those healthy habits. So today is a whole calma episode. We are going to talk about sort of the how. We're going to lean to Coach Ana Sheila here, who's going to help us a little bit on the how part, like how the heck do you build these good habits? So Ana Sheila, what would you say is maybe the first step so that we can get out of uh, the sort of wheel that I'm in, the hamster wheel that I am (laughs) in, where I really can't get out and build the good habits? So what's the first step? Yeah. So the really first important step is developing a supportive or healthy morning routine 
So how, and you probably heard this, right? How you start your morning affects the rest of your day, right? So if you start rushed, if you start anxious, feeling not in control, that energy is probably going to stick with you for the rest of the day. So ideally you want your, in your morning, you want to feel in control. You want to feel energized, alert, and grounded. So when then things do come at you, when adversity comes at you, you're better equipped to handle them sensibly. And so we want to have a morning routine that helps us feel alert, grounded and control. So that's going to look different for different folks, right? But a few quick tips that y'all can take. Number one, this is really important. And I know this is something that we all struggle with keeping your phone away from you until you absolutely need it in the morning, because the phone is often a source of stress and anxiety. So we want to keep that away as long as we can in our morning routine. Uh, next, a few moments of stillness or, or, or grounding. And so that can look like meditation, prayer, journaling, whatever works for you, but something that helps you kind of be still. Uh, next, body movement. And that can be maybe you're really into exercise and that might be like really intense exercise. You go to a class, but it can also just be walking, just walking already has a really positive impact on your well-being. And lastly, just nourishing your body with something that will give you energy and, and makes you feel good. So, so morning routine, that's the first step. Yeah. So you're not, not, you know, when people say you woke up on the right wrong side of the bed, here's some ways that you can wake up on the right side of the bed always because you have these awesome habits. So I think that's fantastic. And I know as you're reading all those, Anna Shayla, I'm thinking of, um, how, of course, I'm in that phase right now where I'm back to the bad habits of, how, of scrolling in my phone and having the coffee. But I'm remembering how I felt when I was doing these awesome things that you described, like journaling first instead of the phone. So I think that's fantastic. And another possible way that you can make this all uh, greater for you and easier to do is just to make these healthy habits more enjoyable. So I'll give you all an example, something that's true for me. And this is building the habits to uh, e eat things that make me feel good. And the way that I was able to reframe my thinking about things that make me feel good is not thinking about the things I couldn't eat and instead flipping it and saying, wow, look at all the things I can eat. And very specifically at the time, I was following some a nutrition plan with an expert that helped me come up with this nutrition plan. But I just remember when I told myself, hey, look at what I get to eat. And the way that this plan was described to me was the categories of food that I can eat. And really that thinking of flipping it to a can uh, was very helpful. And also noting how I feel. And it's really about making you feel good, right? It's not about eating good or bad. It's about how you feel. Yes. So making it more enjoyable, changing your mindset. So that's uh, that's some, one of the tips that we have for you as well. I love that, Brenda. Okay, so what else? Also, giving yourself a matraca. That's, you got it, Anna Shayla. Yes. She's got the power yeah. today. Giving yourself a matraca when you complete something. So when you're practicing a healthy habit. So let's say that you're working on, on focus. Something that I struggle with is focusing for a long time. So one thing, if you struggle with this, one thing you could try is giving you, pretending like you're like a little perrito, you know, how you give, like you give them my perfect dog. <laughs> you give them a treat when they do something, right? So giving, promising yourself a reward if you're able to, to, to focus, for example, let's say you set a timer for 30 minutes. I'm going to focus for 30 minutes. I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to check my email. And then if you successfully work for that time, then you give yourself a treat at the end. So maybe you scroll after those 30 minutes because you're working up your, your tolerance to, to no phone or you get a, a, a snack or have a little dance party for a few minutes. So doing something that will make you happy so that you can start to build a positive association with the, with the action or the habit that you're trying to form. You 100% literally described how to train a dog. Right. But actually, <laughs> literally, that's exactly I know, hopefully y'all are not offended, but like, I think it works. It's worked. It's worked for me. It was, it worked for me today as 
I was preparing for this episode, actually. Let me, let me tell you that side note, this works for uh, how to train your husband because También. I, we, we practice positive affirmation in, in this household. We were specific about of celebrating the good things, oops, <laughs> celebrating the things that we do like and that, the positive affirmations and, and, uh, yeah. So if it works on a dog and it works on your husband, it might work for you. Yes. <laughs> so what is another <laughs> trick that you have to sneak in a new good habit? Like if you're trying to build a new habit, like Brenda needing to put yes. her, you know, anti-wrinkle creams on. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's really hard to build a new habit. So you want to try to add a new habit to the end of another habit that you've already successfully built. So let's say that you, you know, you're working on your morning routine and you want to start meditating or journaling and it's been really hard. What do you already do in the morning that you could add it to? So for example, maybe you drink coffee or tea every morning. Could you add meditation or journaling right after you drink your, your coffee or your tea or even during if it makes sense? And so a way that you can do that, so adding it to the end and maybe even already having your journal, if you're, the habit you want to add is journaling, having your journal next to your coffee where your coffee maker is so that you don't even take another second to go and look for it. So that's another little trick. <laughs> okay, I love this. I have a genius idea, but at the same time, I think it's more of a trap. A but they, they ought to have a journal app on your phone because basically what I do, of course, is look at my phone first and then I take it to the bathroom and scroll on it for another hour and a half and do a bunch of creative posts while I'm on the toilet, as all of you do as well, listening. But maybe if there was a journaling app on my phone, I might also journal while I'm doing that. <laughs> of course, is this, that, that would be a trap, right? Because then I'm back on the phone. Back on the phone. <laughs> hey, it might work for some people. It might work for something. But another solution, another hack that we have for building good habits, thanks to Coach Anna Shayla here, is the practice of putting yourself in the right supportive environment right? To make it a lovely thing. I know I've heard that smokers, for example, this is the opposite of this, but I've heard that to quit smoking, you're supposed to only smoke in disgusting, horrible environments. And so Ooh, then you associate exactly. that. It's the same idea. It's so the same idea. Make it in a nice place. <laughs> so um, I'll tell you one thing that, that we, I just came back, came back from Paso Robles, Ana Sheila, and it was so wonderful to walk into a clean house. So I'm going to make it a habit to always clean my house thoroughly before I leave on a trip. Because when you come home and just dump all your freaking suitcases and, and travel bags, the last thing you want to do is also have to clean your house. So it was so wonderful to walk home to a clean house that I'm going to build that as a habit. And of course, too, as a supportive, healthy environment to walk, walk into a super clean house. And it made me more productive to plan for this episode. Mm -hmm. And of course, I know that one of the challenges that we're all struggling with is, well, not all, but a lot of us have been struggling with is the fact that we have to work from home. So as you saw in Ashayla, what does my dining room table look like? What is it? Instead, Your office. It is an office. <laughs> so this is very difficult for me, right? I that my my work environment is literally in my kitchen. And so it is very difficult for me to focus on my work unless my kitchen is clean. And that's really hard to do because when you have to cook for yourself breakfast, lunch, and dinner due to the pandemic and not wanting to order takeout and have a ton of um, stuff that you need to throw away and can't recycle, I'm in a mess this whole time. And so why is that unhealthy? Uh, it's unhealthy because it doesn't let me separate my workspace from my home space. So if you're able to do a better job than I can and try to find a better place for you to set your workstation, um, things that have worked to make working more desirable is having the clean kitchen, of course, but also clearing off my desk, uh, making sure that I don't start, start to build clutter. All of that makes my workspace more desirable and it gets me in that productive habit. So 
it's really important to have the right supportive environment. Do you have anything to add around supportive environment? Well, I think also just having a very clear, because the lines have been blurred, like we just said, is having a clear separation. Uh, so maybe to mark the end of your workday, you can put your computer in a drawer and, you know, maybe lock it with a key <laughs> or you decide that you're ending the workday at a certain time and then marking it by taking a walk or exercising right after that. So something that really como flips the switch that you are no longer work mode because otherwise you'll find yourself like working, continuing to work, right? Yes, I think uh, I'm just starting to realize that get a dog, everybody. But if, if, if you get a dog, you are going to walk every morning because they need you to walk them. You're going to have to walk them at five o'clock. And so that's a really great marker to separate your day. Also, the tricks that you the tricks that you use to positively reward them, they're good habits for you. So everybody get a dog. <laughs> I love that. Um, how do you stay accountable if you don't have a dog <laughs> or friends that support you along the way? Yeah. When it comes to healthy habits or building habits, finding ways to be accountable is really important. And so you can do that first with yourself. Ideally, it's best when you involve other people. But for yourself, you can promise yourself, make yourself a promise that if X and Y. So what I mean by that, I'm going to use exercise as an example. So let's say you committed to working out for 30 minutes, right? So you can say, if I stop exercising before those 30 minutes, then I'll add 10 pushups to the start of my next workout. So by kind of promising that if you don't finish that you're adding something else, you sort of check yourself and be like, actually, can I go a little bit longer? Like, am I just like wanting to stop for, because this is like, you know, I want to stop or is I'm actually really exhausted. So really kind of, it, it makes you kind of check yourself if, if that makes sense. And then, um, so, and, and, and likewise, like we already mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like, if you finish something, you give yourself a matraca, a little treat. So promising yourself something, right. And then now involving other people, announcing your goals or your habits, the habits that you're trying to develop to your community. Um, when you share, you actually stay more accountable because you remember that you share this with the world and you sort of want to share later that you succeeded. Right. So that's another thing you can do. And then lastly, uh, creating buddies for whether it's your work or your workout. So let's say someone, um, you're working on a side hustle, right. And it's really hard to find that time. Uh, so for example, in my coaching program, we have these things that we call crush it sessions. So Sunday evenings, we have three hours of co-working and then you can, can join. And then everybody checks in at the beginning of every hour and they say what they did in the last hour. And then Ooh, they like commit this. to something for the next hour. So just having those accountability buddies really helps you um, complete what you want to do. Yeah. Those are great. I can tell you another example connected to what I shared earlier about the building the habit to eat food that makes me feel good. Part of it was also, if it was part of a Facebook group. So we had this community on Facebook and we had to take pictures of our groceries when we got the groceries so that we could share with everybody, hey, I'm getting those veggies in, I'm getting that protein in. You don't see you know, galletas and all the other delicious things that, that were delicious, but maybe weren't making me feel good and were not making me feel productive. So that's, I, I 100% um, subscribe to the idea of accountability. I know you and I have tried accountability. One of us has taken the personal training test. The other one's going to. <laughs> yeah. So we, we share our goals and we try things. <laughs> but look, here's a perfect example. We set as a goal that we were going to get with the program. Everybody else is on TikTok and we... We, we both of us struggled a lot in figuring out how that damn thing works. But if you can follow us on Tamarindo Podcast on Instagram, you can see that we built the habit and held each other accountable to actually creating yes. some new, new things and learning new things. You can see our TikTok journey. Hopefully we'll get better soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets done. <laughs>
So, you know, I just want to say like, a lot of us comes from our wisdom of being in our 30s. <laughs> y también several Some of books. Us almost 40, girl. <laughs> and several books I've read around habits, um, like Atomic Habits and The Power of Habit, which I will reference in our show notes. But to summarize, here are some steps that have worked for us. So starting with your morning routine to set your day on your best path, making habits more enjoyable so you can change your mindset. I get to exercise. So that, that's a way that you can reframe giving yourself matracas when Play you complete things. Giving yourself a matraca, adding to existing habits and finding ways to stay accountable to yourself and others. I love this. I have a question for you. A ver. Um, is there a new habit that you want to maybe start practicing that we can tell the universe and then I'll give one and maybe we can see how we did and we can check in. You know what? I want to dance more, you want but to I don't know what the more. marker of like, what is success as a dancer? I want to be able to feel comfortable dancing salsa and bachata. Okay. Can we set as a goal? Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. this is the accountability. And um, by your birthday, that's plenty okay. of time. Yep. By your birthday, you will do a dance routine TikTok. Okay. Well, you're Perfect. the lead, right? Because you're also learning yes. to be the I'm lead. I'm learning to be the lead. This is a whole new world for me. And it's it's been really beautiful because I realize even though I still don't feel super comfortable, I feel so much more comfortable being a lead. But I never even thought that that was a possibility for me growing up. Right. Si se puede. Si se puede. I always had the problem that they, that I always want, like I always led without meaning without, to. <laughs> you're like, I want to spin you around. That makes sense. <laughs> you would be, you would be a top but for sure. But I'm not sure, a good dancer. Brenda. Like I have no rhythm. I have no rhythm. But I always dance like no one's looking and I don't care. You know, no me, no me importa. And that makes you a good dancer. Not really. That, I think so. I think so. People are like, oh, you're so cute. You dance like no one's looking. No one should be telling you that. No one should be coming up to you to tell you that. People tell me that. <laughs> you, you make people happy with your dancing. I bet that. And that makes, to me, that makes you a good dancer. Great. Do you want to ask me what habit I might try? Yes. Tell me. Well, okay. I Maybe I will try a moisturizing cream and actually put it on every single day. Because I don't. Like I'm okay. terrible. I don't take care of my skin. I wash my, my face sometimes. Okay. So, so is there a way that. that you can add it to an existing habit that you do every day? I'm telling you, if there is a way to do this while I'm on the toilet, <laughs> that might be oh the way God, to do it. Oh my God. Put it right next to the toilet. <laughs> Just like wash my face. <laughs> oh, anyways. All right, <laughs> right y'all. They hope you enjoyed that. All right, y'all. Well, now it's time for matracas and basuras. So, Brenda, what do you have for your matraca today? For my matraca today? Dang it, I'm not ready for that one yet, but I guess I can just You um, can start cheat. with whatever you want. Matraca <laughs> <laughs> um, um, to uh, all the folks that have been responding positively. We did a call for partnerships on Tamarindo Podcast on Instagram, and we've been hearing from amazing entrepreneurs. That's exactly who we want to hear from. We want to hear from especially Latina, Latinx-owned businesses that want to reach other Latinas. Over 70% of our audience is Latinas. And most of the folks that listen to this podcast are in their 30s. They are decision makers in their household. They've got money to spend. And so work with us so that we could tell uh, our community about your products, your services. And so I just want to give a matraca to the people that have already reached out. We are, we have some exciting partnerships already on the way. And also I would say too, that, um, I mean, just anybody that's part of our community, they're always giving me so much joy and, and, and Sheila, she's got the matraca ready. <laughs> so just partner with us and you can do that by contacting us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com work with us. We've got quite a few episodes left in the season and many opportunities to work together. What is your matraca, Ana Sheila? Okay, so put in the basura, the Emmys for, again, you know, hate to reuse the hashtag Emmy so white, but unfortunately they were in 
no black or lat- Latino Latinx winners in any acting categories in this year's Emmys. So I'm putting that in la basura. And there weren't too many, I mean, if at all, very many Latino projects that were even nominated. Yes. And so we just want the chance to be as mediocre as the mayor of Easttown. <laughs> if that shit can get recognized, we want our own chance to be right, mediocre. Right, right. Yes. We just need more opportunities to be at the very least mediocre and more. Yes. And we could do way more. So yes, uh, yeah, good basura. My basura goes to supermarkets that don't have baskets. I don't know if you've run across this, but I've gone to a couple of supermarkets that only have carts. They don't have hand baskets. Mm -hmm. And this especially happens at the Super King Market in in Burbank. We go to it. There's actually a Super King Market that's closer to us, but we go the extra distance to go to the one in Burbank, in Burbank, because it's (laughs) gorgeous. I love spending my money there, but it's just like chaos because all there are is like a million gigantic carts when you don't need to like some of like half of us could be just carrying a basket so please give us the option to have the baskets <laughs> do you also like getting the baskets so you can like work out kind of i know you like to work i out. just <laughs> want to be efficient i need to get shit done i'm fast and yeah. i don't I, I have to if i have to navigate all these señoras because all there are there are armenian and mexican señoras and i have to freaking navigate through all of them of course i'm one of the mexican señoras and it's annoying when we all have cars <laughs> so <laughs> it would be nice if we had baskets I would like to just have baskets, but nothing but love to Super King Market because they have amazing, amazing you it's like love the best it. place to spend your money. Like go spend your money there. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do is go grocery shopping. I prefer grocery shopping to clothes shopping. Well, so I highly it recommend makes, Super King Market. Super King it's Market. I, mean, I might check it out. I might check and it out while I'm here. if you are listening, Super King Market, please send us your money. <laughs> Give us your money. Um, <laughs> and I just want to quickly go back to my matraca. So given my basura, I want to give a matraca to all the, the women in media. Shout out to... Tania Saracho, Gloria Cardelon Kelly, Monica Ferrara, any women that are, and, and men too, that are bringing more um, Latinx projects to life, that are bringing up more Latinx folks that are writing, that want to produce projects that are bringing them along with them so that we can do this mediocre and more work. And everybody, like we said, contact us, contact at tamarindopodcast.com and please rate and review this show as you, many of you have. And in fact, I'm going to just use this opportunity to read a really great review. And maybe that inspires you to take the action to write us this love note, which costs nothing. So they say the team at Tamarindo Podcast do an excellent job at providing relevant content on pop culture, politics, and Latinx culture. They have amazing guests that join them and provide new and interesting insights and that I haven't heard before. I feel like each episode I listen to features a guest. I finished the episode having learned so much. We hope that's what this is for you today with Denise Collazo. Until next time, Fontun Sweater. Ciao. Tamarindo Podcast is part of Sonoro Media. It is hosted by Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Producer Jeff provides original music. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and on Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. Support our show by sharing this episode with a friend, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, or contributing financially to the show. All contributions, big or small, help us keep bringing you great conversations and free or low-cost events. To get in touch with us or to support us, please go to tamarindopodcast.com.
Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.